Oh, hello there. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Look, any idiot can make a podcast. I am proof of that. Check out Anchor and find out more. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network. Found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined on this edition with one half of Casino Brutal. It is Mikey Devine. Welcome to the show. Thank- Hi, Billy. Thanks for having me, mate. Pleasure. I'm, I'm excited for this one, uh, just because I was, I was looking through some of your matches, and and uh, I've got I've got a lot of compliments for your team. So we'll, we'll get to that uh, later on, but we'll start with the same boring question. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets it. How'd you get into pro wrestling? What was the moment that got you hooked? Um, well, I've always wanted I've always wanted to be a wrestler ever since I was kind of a wee boy. Um, when I was when I got to the age of about eight or nine, um, my mum and dad had kind of had took me to kind of amateur wrestling class just because because I wanted to be a wrestler. And obviously back then I didn't know or we didn't know of any professional wrestling uh, sort of classes that and sort of training schools that were about at that time. Um, so I'd done that for a few years uh, and then I kind of fell away from it, getting into my, my teens and stuff. And then it wasn't until I was about um, 20, I'd seen a poster for a show and um, I'd, said to my, I'd said to my friends, uh, do you want to go to it? And... We went to it a couple of weeks later, and uh, I decided that you know what, I'm twenty odd. I'd be as well giving it a bash now, and and because if I didn't, I would have just regretted it. Um, and that's how it started, really. So you said you always wanted to be a wrestler. What was your first memory of it then? Who was who was on uh, the screen, and who was who was your favourites? I was I always when I was when I was a young boy. I always loved Undertaker, obviously for his the character and just the the kind of the aura of watching them on on screen just um as I got older I was like I idolized Shawn Michaels um kind of wanted to always be like him like just the way obviously he's, a, he's the kind of wrestler that he is um R- Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy we kind of went on a wee bit of a, a there was a bit of a trend going um uh a uh, Rob Van Damme, Sean Michaels. It seems to be not an episode goes by when it's someone around about my age because you're just like maybe a year or two younger than I am, and Jeff Hardy always seems to come up. He's just, yeah. he's just cool. No, I always, just obviously because of the things he's done and stuff like that, and all the all the kind of high risk, high risk moves, um, kind of pulls you in. Um, Sean Michaels, uh, uh, just kind of the the wrestler that he was. Um, always overcoming the odds and stuff like that, and coming back from his injury and stuff. Like that, I just, you know, he stuck with me as my favourite growing up. Um, as a young boy, obviously, it was the Undertaker that initially got me hooked, but then as time went on and stuff like that, obviously he likes the Stone Cold and Rock and that. They obviously were up there as well, but I think Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker were the two that kind of got me hooked. And then you get, you get your your old random favourites like uh, for me it was too cool I love too cool and uh, and what have you and like uh, Steve Blackman uh, as well <laughs> hardcore Steve Blackman uh, and all that kind of stuff uh, it was it was a very so so Shawn Michaels being a favourite I'm guessing you you started watching I don't know uh, late nineties early two yeah. thousands yeah it, late nineties early two thousands I was born in ninety three so obviously seven seven or eight was when I really started properly watching wrestling 
being able to stay up. My dad, my dad let me stay up late and watch it and stuff like that. Uh, my mum was never too happy about it, but I was, I was, uh, I was allowed. Um, I used to love uh, when I was in high school, well, primary school, going into high school and stuff like that, uh, when all the pay-per-views were in Sky Box office. Um, my mum and dad would always rent rent it for me when it was £15 back in. Uh, and I used to sit in school on the Monday, absolutely buzzing to go home and watch the pay-per-view because I was, I was never allowed to stay up when it was going on to a school day. So I was, I was always, that was always good growing up. Uh, so you, we've just been either just in or just missed this the Channel 4 era of I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, the four shows that they did I, or, or what have you. That, that was, was amazing. Sky, it was Sky Sports. It was Sky Sports for me. Um, aye. No, it was, it was always every, sun, every Sunday, every Sunday night, my mum and dad rented for me and said, right, we'll be ready for you. They taped it on a, a video and uh, I got to watch it on the Monday after school, which was good. I think this is the first time I've ever spoken to someone who actually did that because everyone else seemed to have, or, or everyone that's brought this up always seems to know a guy or know someone, know a friend that did all the oh, taping. Because yeah. that was me. I, I would always have to wait until Tuesday to see a, a pay-per-view because my mate would, would record it uh-huh. and then come to school. He'd watch it Monday night, come to school Tuesday, like slide the tape to me like some sort of covert mission because you know <laughs> wrestling wasn't cool so I had to just slide it to me when, when no one was looking and then I'd go home watch it and take it back to him on, on the Thursday so it was yeah it was it was a uh, it was a weird time you don't you don't get that fun nowadays nowadays it's just no. like at your fingertips and I, I I could give me five minutes I could watch any pay-per-view ever and it's just uh it's I know. not, not it, as fun it was the box sets <laughs> as well a yearly box set and you go had every pay per view on a DVD, a big, big. I was they were. It was good times, but now, now like after a pay per view, you wake up in the the Monday, and uh, you you see all the highlights on Twitter and Instagram and all that. So again, it's not ruined it, but it's it's ruined the this being buzzing all day in the Monday to go home and watch it or staying up on the Sunday. Oh yeah. Then they become an adult, and uh, now, now, because uh, this is my office, this is my my work office. I work from home because of COVID, uh, so now I can just watch it live and come in looking like absolute crap. So it's it's fantastic, but uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely evolved over time. Where I would be sitting at the bus stop waiting for for this VHS tape, um, which doesn't sound creepy at all when you put it out of context. And now <laughs> nowadays, I'm just like tap tap tap. Oh, there it is. There's the show. And uh, I'm yeah. When you say you can see the highlights, I'm I'm of that opinion now. If I don't see the pay per view live, I don't see it because I see all the bits afterwards. I'm like, ah, what's the point? I mean, st- spending three hours watching this when all the cool bits are already on, uh, on ah, social media. Now. The surprises are kind of ruined as well. Absolutely, I, I couldn't imagine watching something like uh, Royal Rumble 2020, 2020 and. Uh, not watching it live and then seeing Twitter the next morning saying Edge is back and Drew's won and I'm, I would be like oh well there's no point watching then that's all the cool <laughs> stuff done um, so you said you, you, you didn't know about any wrestling so you said you went to that first show with your, your mates did you go to any like the tribute shows the WWE shows when you were younger um, it seems like your parents were quite quite uh, fine for kind of encouraging watching wrestling not, maybe not like it but encouraging Um I get took to a tribute show. I remember uh, one of them American tribute ones where it was like knockoff Undertakers and knockoff Canes and Rocks and stuff like that. Um, I, I remember my my dad taking me to one of them when I was when I was I was I was a wee boy anyway, uh, and it was when I just started kind of watching wrestling. And um, oh, the show was from what I can remember. Be oh, it was just the show was amazing, and look, the wrestlers on it were. Were, were class uh, but there was one it was obviously a tribute to The Undertaker and he came out and at that time that was when he was my favourite because it was him that initially hooked me and I was like dad dad just The Undertaker and I'm shaking him and he's like go go and, go and tap him and I've ran up and all the other children have all ran up and we've, everyone's patting him on the back as he's walking to the ring and he's, he's turning and he's looked at me and I'm like ah run back to the like, he's scary <laughs> so they ones were good I went to I went to a WWE show as well um, when I was in primary school, primary four, primary five. Um, the biggest, the most over wrestler, well, no, the most over person on that show was the person that was sweeping the ring 
between all the hardcore matches and stuff like that. That's that's what I remember from it. Um, I remember I was sitting in my seat. My dad's went away to get food, and, my, and like their favourite was Triple H and Stone Cold and stuff like that. And he's been away. He's went down to get hot dogs and burgers and stuff like that. Um, and it was at the interval just before the second half kicked off. Second half kicked off and Stone Cold music hit. And he was at the back of the queue. And as soon as his music hit, the line cleared. And he was like, yes, result. <laughs> Straight up and got, got food. So he was happy with that. Um, I'd also, a few years ago, uh, I had won a competition on the Iron Brew Facebook page uh, to get tickets to go see the WWE show. What was it? It was 20, 2019, I think it was, when they were over. And uh, I won I won two tickets and it was in like the box, the boxes at Hydro. I mean me and the missus went, it was it was brilliant. I I was uh it's just it's just good to go see WWE shows, I think. I just let it's a kind of spectacle and, and it was the Shield were wrestling, it was one of the last kind of times when the Shield were on, so it was it was good. It was good to see that. That, that that's cool. I mean, for first one I went to two thousand six, so I just I, I missed all this this cool stuff. I got to see Shawn Michaels, so I got DX against Raid RKO, and it is it's weird when you see these shows and you think when you go to when you go to other shows like UK and these and, and they're great, they're amazing, and then when you see the WWE, you just go, wow, this is. I mean, it's not inherently different. <laughs> it's just uh, bigger guys, because I mean. <laughs> Seeing the likes of uh, one year I got to see Undertaker, I got to see Great Kali, and I don't think anything prepares you for the size of Great Kali because when you see him, no. I was three rows back and I was like going, "Oh my god, you that's that's not human. That shouldn't be. That's that's too tall. That's too tall." <laughs> and see these guys and uh, yeah, and then the last one I went to was, was oh, it came out of my memories actually recently. It was about three or four years ago. It was the AJ Styles Dean Ambrose main event. I was like, yeah, that's, that was worth going to just for just for that. And like I say, the most over guy there was, was Randy Orton, who did nothing. He literally did an RKO, and that was it. Easiest payday of his life, I'm guessing. <laughs> he just, he just, every time he came in, everyone shouted RKO, and he just tagged out because he was a heel. Oh, oh, amazing. <laughs> I was watching it just going, oh, that's, that, I don't know why that's worth all my money, but that's just worth all the money just to watch him Aye. just play this crowd like, like puppets, just going, you will chant for me. No, I'm not going to do the thing you want. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so, so you you saw the you, you did uh, some amateur wrestling. Then, uh, how did you? So, this is your kind of. You don't know if you can do some. You don't know if you can do, go do pro wrestling, but at least you're going to do something wrestling related. So you do amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, how how was that? How did you find that as a as a thing? Uh, were you attempted oh, just no, to was, stun folk or? It was great. No, it was, it was great. I, I loved it. Um, obviously, it helped me a wee bit once I came into professional wrestling and um, stuff like that but uh, no, honestly I, I did love it. I still have I still have my wrestling boots that I trained in then back then like now and I still use the same boots R- uh, Rabbi will tell you the exact same I've had these I've had these white ASICs boots since I was doing it my amateur wrestling and I still use them for training now for wrestling I, I don't know how they've managed to last this long but they have <laughs> So amateur, when you're getting into that, obviously, as, as, as someone growing up watching it, are you thinking, oh, Kurt Angle, this will be, I've got this, I don't know how to do this. Obviously, I've watched Kurt Angle wrestle enough times to, to get the basics, or was it just a, a whole new world of rules and regulations that you weren't prepared for? Oh, it's a whole, it's a whole different, it's a whole different kind of world, like, um, it's very, like, very strict, like, when you're wrestling stuff like that, with certain certain ways you're not allowed. Obviously, I don't know how to describe it. Like, so things like pressure points, you're, you're not allowed to to, to go at and stuff like that. Uh huh. And um, every match, the every match you, you wrestle and kind of amateur wrestling. Well, it was when I did. Um, you always had to keep a hanky on you in case you bled. Hey, there was a there was a bl- blood anywhere. Um, as it's very. Like right in the middle, kind of strict. It was good. Um, the training was was hard to begin with, um, and it got easier over time. And as it did help me um, when I first came to start professional wrestling. Absolutely. So uh, it also helps with you, if you're going through a strict uh, training program. Um, wrestling, I suppose, is it's it can be strict as well, but at least you, you've yeah. got discipline for it. 
I suppose uh, that, that you're you're there to learn, so you're going to learn um, and, and all that kind of stuff. Do you remember what, who was on your first actual like Scottish indie show that you went to see? Not not the tribute one, but the the actual show that you got the poster for, and that and that, that spurred you into trying to to um, do it yourself. I think. Um, DCT was on it. Um, who else? Um, Jack Jester was on it. Uh, so obviously it was only five years ago. Five five years ago. So, but like, kind of the faces you know nowadays. Jester was a good one to bring up then, because um, it was a GPWA you went to straight away, or did you try in our school first before you went GPWA? Um, so, so when you go in, then you you've seen Jack Jester. She's at the time, depending on if it was a family show. Either way, it's scary on either show. It doesn't matter if it's a family yeah. show or a nice W one. Uh, so you, you come in. That's your first day. You get to see with uh, Jester and uh, BT Gun, Lionheart, Red Lightning, uh, who, whoever else was there. Um, going in and seeing all these guys. I mean, these these are in terms of Scottish wrestling anyway. They're big guys. Um, so was there any intimidation as soon as you walked in and thought, oh, this, oh, this is a bit different? I was nervous. I was nervous on my first day. Everybody, obviously, everybody's nervous on the first day because they don't obviously don't know what to kind of expect. Uh, so I, I was a wee bit nervous, but you, you get over it quite quite quickly, I think, because um, obviously everyone's welcoming. Um, obviously, you're there to learn. They're, they're teaching you. Obviously, treat them, treat everyone with respect and stuff like that. So obviously, it'll go okay for you. Um, it was, but what? To answer your, obviously, to answer your question, it was it was quite nerve wracking going there for the first time. It's one of those things as well. When when you, I mean, GP, it probably wouldn't have been you at the time, but GPWA were one of the main ones to come in and start doing induction like eight weeks, and then you move on to the next one. A lot of other places would have just been pay your money. And keep coming each week, whether you're good or not. We'll we'll uh, we'll still we'll still take your money, or we'll uh, just keep you training forever until you give up, kind of thing. Um, so this eight weeks again. You, you said you had the strict background of doing amateur wrestling, so you knew you had that's that's the block you have to prove to impress <laughs> to get what you need to do. Um, having a bit of a, a wrestling background and like I said, it did help. Um, did you find it, it it prepared you for things like bumps as well, for like obviously getting thrown about? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't say obviously for the bumps and stuff like that. Um, being the, the amateur wrestling probably didn't really prepare me for that, but the stuff like rolls and stuff like that, and kind of moving about, uh, certainly that did help with that. Uh, but I, I would say the amateur, like fund fundamental side, other than bumps, uh, it definitely did help. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, as Bump says, you were prepared for landing on your back yeah, well, and uh, things like that. You, you weren't. It wasn't a, too much of a shock to the system, even no. though in amateur wrestling you tried to avoid it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, was it just mats that you started off with, and was a lot of cardio and, and basic fundamentals, or, or how long was it before you got the dreaded uh, ropes and uh, figuring out how not to to burn yourself uh, running against them? Eh. Uh... Obviously that um, well, obviously I started, I started off with the kind of fundamentals and rules and stuff like that. Um, the ropes became shortly after, but I so, like they, they teach you, you all, you're obviously taught how to, how to run them, and then it's just go. <laughs> uh, I, I can't really explain that. Like with stuff like bumps and that, it's just kind of you learn how to how to do them, and you just you just do them, <laughs> and kind of you just if it's if it hurts, you just kind of have to deal with it. Um, the ropes, obviously, it's about a shock when you hit when you hit them for so long, and then you wake up the next morning, you look at your back, and it's all bruised. That's that's, that's probably the, the shock you get off them. But uh, so it's one of those where you go, right? Maybe I'll wrestle in a t-shirt forever, and I'll uh, avoid, <laughs> avoid that situation. I'm oh. um, just seeing all these these uh, these marks and bruises on people's backs, and uh, I've I've always said I'm not I'm not interested in being a wrestler because. No, but every time I see stuff like that, I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with my decision here. Oh. To I'll sit I'll sit at one end of Zoom and just speak to you instead of doing it. That's that's fine by me. 
Uh, every so often I think, oh, maybe if maybe if I train a little bit, I could do a spot in something that would be amazing for me and that I'll retire. But now nah, every time I see you guys wrestle, anyone wrestle, I'm just like, no, it's okay, isn't it? It's, if it happens, it'd be great. But no, I'm not going to put myself out too much for it. Um, so, yeah, so we're at the training stage. Is there anything you particularly struggled with at all uh, when it came to training or you kind of just, because you had that strict teaching um, brain, did you the, able to pick the things thing up? That I, the, the thing that I probably struggle with in, in wrestling the most, I'll be honest, is um, promos and stuff like that, like talking. Uh, I'm, I, I did struggle with, to start, I'm starting to get a wee bit better, but I'd say at the start I was... Uh, I, I struggled a lot with that. Um, obviously, I'm just kind of the backing man. I let Rabu do all, do all the talking because he's good at it, and I'll just <laughs> I'll just smile on, I'll just smile on the back. Um, probably as well getting sent up, getting put over the ropes backwards uh, is something that still is like mentally as a mental block. Like I have I have done it, um, but. Once I do it a couple of times, I'm fine. And then if I leave it for a while, that mental block comes back. And this is like, I can't do that. I can't do that. So it's, it's going to come a point, hopefully, where I can just get put over the ropes backwards anytime. And it's fine. But right now, I'm going through this phase where I'm getting put over them backwards. And it's, ah, oh, this is fine. This is fine. And then I'll, I'll go a wee, a wee while. And then I'll be like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, some of the best can't do it. Kurt Angle can never do it. He always did that weird, very scary, uh, like sideways thing where he always seems to land his head on the apron. Like, <laughs> if, if if he can't do it, and he did pretty all right for himself, I think I think uh, if if it doesn't happen, then as long as you, you still get over safely, that's that's the most important thing. It's not like a, I saw a tweet uh, not long ago, maybe a day or two ago, of uh, Kane. He used to how he, how he used to exit the ring, he used uh-huh. to exit uh-huh. backwards, and I looked at it, and I still didn't understand the scientific. How it happened, but he always just I think I've, so I've cool. seen that video as well. Uh-huh. Uh, it just does it so effortlessly. And just, <laughs> that's that's the dream. If we, if we get to that, then going over the going over <laughs> the ropes will be easy. Um, so you, you did mention the promos. But we'll we'll get on stuff like that in a bit. So your your actual debut then. Um, I've got according to Cage Match, it was September 18 against Leighton Buzzard, but. Um, I'm going to guess there was a, a rumble, a gala of some description beforehand, uh, before um, you had that match. I, well, my, my official debut was against Leighton Buzzard. Um, I had a match before that, um, kind of away from, in front of a crowd, but it wasn't like a paying audience um, against Charlie Vice, uh, which I enjoyed, which was good. Um Obviously, again, that was nerve wracking. Um, didn't didn't find I didn't find out until quite it was like the day before. Uh, and I, obviously, if it was my debut, I was kind of like, I'm not. I don't even think I'm ready. <laughs> so I would, the panic the panic mode comes in, but I get through it and I I enjoyed it. I'd like That's to say like to Charlie enjoyed it as well. Um, it was good, and it kind of set me up mentally for my official debut when I wrestled Leighton. That's, that's the thing, I suppose. It, it, I've, I've learned from speaking to a lot of, of folk from GPWA that the, the, the coaches are very in tune with uh, how how you guys handle like things. Like uh, If they think that you're going to get too nervous, they'll tell you pretty much the day before it's going to happen so you don't have time. To, to kind of think about it, or if you're a guy that needs to prepare a lot, they'll they'll tell you about a month in advance. It seems a they seem to be very in tune with with their students and and how they work and what they need to do to get you to the best po- point you could be to get onto yeah. a debut show, which is it's always a uh, it's always good to hear uh, that that they are so so invested. Um, there always seems to be like one coach takes a vested interest in a particular group of students and it's it's always quite nice it's always quite nice when you, when you consider seeing these guys like Jester terrifying in the ring and then you hear he's just such a lovely guy killing any aura <laughs> afterwards that he's, he's all scary in the ring and you hear oh but he's really nice <laughs> so um so you you, you before we get to proper debut then um who else was in your class then do you know is anyone that's still 
going about that was in your your initial induction course? My initial induction, right? My initial induction was um, November of 2015. I was there until May 2016, and then I took a I took a year away um, because um, my get my girlfriend was pregnant with our daughter, so I was taking some time away, kind of sort myself out, and I I I was done the whole. I'll be back. Usually quite a lot of people do say that when they leave and don't come back, but I actually stuck to it and I was like, once once my wee girl's here and then I'm ready, I'll come back. So from my initial induction um, from 20, 2015, Levi is the, is the only one technically still there because I, cause I left and came back. Um, he's the only person left from that induction class, excluding me. So it seems to seems to have, uh, it just goes to show you wrestling's not for everyone, whether they think it or ah, not. And at least awesome. you you took that break and you still came for it. So obviously wrestling's still for you. Mm. Uh, and it, so it's 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 good that you took a break and you're able to see. I mean, at the end of the day, unless unless you're getting a, a contract somewhere down the line, wrestling's not your first priority, even though you'd like yep. it to be. I suppose. At the, at the no, end. I know that's um, so. So you're able to take time off and get get your get your. Uh, Real life in order mm-hmm. before you can go back to doing the the say pretend stuff, but no, it's, it's real to us. Uh, before you go back to the the, the world mm-hmm. of wrestling, so when you came back, did you have to kind of go through the induction process again, yeah, or did you kind of pick um, up where you left off? No, I, I, I went through the. I was away too long. Um, I wouldn't have expected the coaches to have let me just walk back in because that would have been a kind of I don't know, they rubbed people up the wrong way. I'd, I'd like to think so. I did that. I, I, Went back and I'd done the, all the inductions again and stuff like that. And it was a kind of different format. Um, it was three stages. Um, but I waited my time and I was I wanted to do it. I wanted to come back. So I did I did the, the full induction again. Um obviously. I need to take, I need to get myself up to scratch. Um been away that long. Obviously, it, yeah, start to get a bit rusty. Ring the ring rust is a real thing. Uh, so, uh, so what did you find? Yeah, so so I suppose when, you, when you've done it for that long and then you're taking that big break, and like you said, with your with you going over, but over the uh, ropes backwards, uh, that takes a little bit of time to get going. Was it was there a couple of weeks of just getting finding your footing again, and then you were just back to where you were, or yeah, was there well, any I, niggly I, bits that I you were still so kind of. I would say so. There was there were some things. Um, obviously, I needed fine tuning, but we got there in, in the end. Um, and that's me. I'm fully. I've been fully back now since 2016. Um. So yeah. So proper debut then. 2018. Leighton Buzzard, who uh, has now got. I think at this point he was still. Was he? Was he doing? I, I don't know. But the years have gone all over the place since all this pandemic stuff. Uh, but I think he was. He was again do stuff with ICW at that point. So at that point, it was still been a quite a big, bigish huh. name to start off with. Yes. Um. So what was what was that like in, as your debut then? Um, it was good. Obviously, it was good to wrestle somebody like um, Leighton for my first match. Uh, it was good in in the asylum. Uh, I enjoyed it, um, and I was I, obviously I was nervous with my previous match with Charlie and stuff like that. So my mentally, I was kind of I was still a wee bit nervous, but mentally I was kind of okay. And uh, I knew he was good. I knew he'd look after me anyway. Obviously. And me being the, the, the person that's debuting, he kind of took the role of being, taking the lead, really. Um, and we, we got through the match and stuff like that, and it was, it was good. And it seemed to, the crowd seemed to have enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm happy with that. So you say that, that your promos aren't aren't are as good as you want them to be. Um, did, how did you find working with the crowd? I mean, I suppose uh, later at that point, I, I, would have, I can't remember whether it would have been the... the the good or bad guy at that point, but he's always very uh, charismatic anyway. Regardless, uh, they can do both. So, Damn so him. when you when you came out, <laughs> sorry, when you came out and you had to try and get the crowd, I, I don't know if you if you did the the classic "come on, guys," or if you were the just scowling boy, uh, <laughs> pure face uh, reveal. But... I was, I was just the the growl, growl at them. We were the second half opener, so Lanes went out and the crowds came up for him, and then I've came out and I've just. I've, I was happy enough that I came out and I was getting booed straight away. I knew I, I knew like, like we're starting good. Let's let's keep it this way. Uh, so I was getting the booze, getting what I needed 
So I was happy with that. Um, as we went on, I've started to try and kind of interact with the crowd more. Uh, getting there. Yeah, I mean, it's always more fun to be the bad guy, isn't it? It's it's, it's far easier to get booze than it is to to get people to like you. Um, uh, being a bad guy and being bold is is the best because I don't really need to do anything. They hate me. They hate me already. <laughs> they hate oh, me. Yeah. They hate me walk out. I don't understand why that. I suppose Baldy is just such a wonderful chant to go with. I don't. I don't. Obviously, I don't partake in those chants because I feel like that's kind of. It's like me shouting four eyes at folk. It, it kind of leaves, lessens the impact on it a little bit when my I myself am bald and <laughs> have glasses and I'm just going, Ah, you're bald. Yes, are you? Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's okay. Cool. <laughs> so, so at least it gives you a little bit of a. a yeah, being a bad guy, it gives you that confidence. Just, just be an arsehole I suppose I, I don't think that counts as a swear word but yeah it's, it's, it's a nice <laughs> podcast um, yeah so at least you get, get uh, carte blanche just to be just to be yeah a dick the whole time so it's, it's great um, so at that point there's a little bit of a break um, I'm no doubt cage match has missed matches because they seem to and even though I try to sign up and add matches they just don't seem to want me there even though they'll take my results quite happily when I put them up. Um, so I've got Ravy Davy next. So again, another big... He's, you're you're kind of getting the, the original class, original first yeah. couple classes as your first couple matches to lead you through. And, and the, again, I'm not a big character uh, to interact with and means that it makes your job a little bit easier. Uh-huh. Um, oh, it's your... so much easier when you're in the ring with him because the crowd are so... As well as, as, well as Leighton, like, the crowd are so on their side regardless of who they're up against anyway, when you're in the asylum at a five-pound five wrestling show. So it makes my job so much easier. <laughs> um, so Ravy Davies got a question, which uh, you didn't know, oh. you, you have noticed. I'm just going to throw it out. I'm going to read it verbatim because, to be honest, I read it and I got a little bit confused when I was reading it. Um, so if it, can you ask him what happened time there was a shoot style wrestling going on in training and I got tagged in and Mikey made a big song and dance of being in with me so the person obliged and tagged him in can you ask him about that please right <laughs> I was kind of waiting for this one right so this will haunt me forever um, obviously this was during my first spell uh, with GPW um, we done a, a BT took it was BT taking a class um, and he wanted to do a kind of shoot style make, making it look more real um, and obviously with my amateur background and stuff like that um, I was in the ring and I was I was just in obviously I tried to make a name for myself and David came in and I thought <laughs> thought I would go um, but funnily enough underneath that tracksuit is a very strong boy and see when he got me down in an armbar, I, for life of me, could not, couldn't get out. And it was, the way I was, it had me in the armbar, obviously not trying to break my arm, but I didn't want to tap because of the, <laughs> so I just, I just made things worse myself and absolute, uh, I so he, he definitely, he got one up on me anyway. And uh, I said, it will probably haunt me for the rest of my days because he does love to bring it up. But, it's all it's all on the banter and stuff like that. So I, I don't mind that. Obviously, it was I, it was it was on me. Um, I thought I had him, and I didn't. I, I really didn't. Uh, In my head, I've got I've got you, Kurt Angle, him, Daniel, Peter, and uh, I, yeah. I'm just getting absolutely well. <laughs> hi. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Um, uh, so it, it was that the first and last time you got a bit, you, you, you yes. showed your confidence <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, to say next time just to just to humbly uh, just tap folk yeah. out instead. <laughs> I, 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 and I hated me if I didn't answer the question for him. Um, so <laughs> there you are, Davey. I hope you're happy. Um, so, so yeah, going go through the rest of your match. Twenty nineteen, you seem to to get again a lot of of uh, guys that are from from uh, the first couple classes of GPWA. But uh, of course, just as you were getting started, um, Lionheart passed away, uh, which would have been June uh, twenty nineteen. So, I don't know how much of his coaching 
would have went into your your overall training. Yeah. Uh, but you made an appearance in PCW um, uh-huh. a couple of days afterwards, wherever it was. There, they did a, a tribute thing. Um, so, what was it like first interacting with Lionheart, and then getting to see that kind of celebration of him down in, in Preston? Uh, obviously, I, like, I got to know Lionheart quite well um, through my training and stuff like that, and it was it was always it was always great to me. Um, and when we kind of when we went down for um, the PCW tribute show, it just showed like just kind of the crowd and his, his fellow peers and stuff like that. It just showed how loved he was down down south. Uh, just as much he was just as loved down there as he was up in Scotland, which was. It was good to see. Um, aye. So I, I don't want to like labour on it. It's just it's just because it is a big part of, of pretty much anyone yep. in GPWA's history that <laughs> they the, the, the got to interact with them. And I always hear, I, I hear so many things of, of, of Lionheart that they're always, always ends with, that was just Adrian, that was just Lionheart uh, as this big larger in life character. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I do mention it in other podcasts, but... One only time I ever had a chance to meet him, I didn't because he just had the star aura so much. I was like, he doesn't want to speak to me. It's fine. And now I'm sitting here just going, wish I did. But, you know, it is what it is, as you, uh, as you, as you said, about uh, other things. Uh, but no, so, yeah, they're definitely a, a someone who's who's left their imprint on a lot of yeah. guys in GPWA. Um, I, along he definitely with... had it definitely had a positive impact on me and my training. Um and as I said, it was always it was always great with me. So, um, so along with that, in twenty nineteen, I also got a note of a, a match outside of GPWA uh, in Reckless Intent. So, how did that end up coming about? Because it's of course still in your first, just about in your first year of proper in ring stuff, and now you're you're popping up in in Reckless Intent. Um, I'd went to a Chip Cullen seminar um, at Reckless. And after that, was, they were having a Sunday Slam show um, that night at the at the Reckless Training School. Um, and after the seminar, I was told, um, "Do you want to hang about? Have you got your gear with you?" Obviously, you just take your, you take your gear with you anyway. Mine's just to just stay in my car, no matter what. I was going to work. The gear was in the car, um, so I was told to stick stick around. Uh, and it was from GPWA that was at the seminar. It was me and Soldato, and the two of us were on that show. Um, I wrestled uh, Freddie Mac, who is my be- one of my best friends outside of wrestling. So it was good. It, like, for me and him, we kind of have a pain audience to see us not glump to each other. That was, that was, that was, nice, for, that was nice for me. As well, though, is because he is a friend, uh, you're able to be a little bit a little bit stiffer than you maybe maybe wanted to. It was because he would give it back just as much as yep. you would. Uh, so that must be weird then. I don't know. I think I think Freddie, if I remember rightly from other interviews, he did a little. He did he did a couple months at GPWA. Am I right in thinking that? And he did reckless intent. So were you guys training at this? No, he started when I had left. So it was my short spell before I left to get my kind of life in order and that was when he was there and then when I came back he wasn't there because of like commitments and that work commitments and stuff for him so it was it was a weird it was a weird one so yeah a ship's passing in the night and then you got to to batter each other in, in Lewiston of all places That's it. That's it. <laughs> so I mean at this point you would have had a couple a couple shows with the GPWA crowd which um, five pound wrestling. You probably got a fairly regular audience. They would have known your character. Would have got to know you a little bit more. But when you're coming into a new company uh, with a possibly, I would say, a majority of different different crowd, um, was that kind of a sink and swim moment for you, character wise? You or were you able just to learn, take the things you'd already got, and with just being the bad guy and just? I was I was lucky enough that when I walked through the curtain at that show, there's been people that go two GPW shows in the crowd, so they already knew me. Um, and I just kind of, it was one of the ones I just kind of had to turn it up a wee bit more to get myself hated a wee bit more. Um, being wrestling in a different company from GPWA. Uh, and with with Freddie being the, one of the biggest baby faces at Reckless at the time, again, made my job a wee bit easier. Uh, 
and it was good that I got to lay in a bit harder <laughs> on him to get that little bit more booze out of the crowd. Has there ever been a time that, because again, like I said, I'm going through these list of matches that I've got for you. Um, Charlie Vice, again, a bit a big, uh, that was May 19, uh, again, their big face character. Um, we'll probably speak about that a little bit more in depth in a minute. Uh, the Govan team, you know, it's just everyone loves them. Um, Luke Cairo and, and I think it's Paul Huntley. I just wrote down Huntley. I'm assuming yeah. it's Paul Huntley. Uh, and the Purge as well. So this is February 20 at that point. So you're, you're going in the ring with, with again, big popular characters. So uh, has there any been, ever been a moment where you've went in, maybe it's not on this list, that you've went in and went, oh, I'm going to have to do a little bit more here to get the reaction I need? Um, or have you been just lucky at this point where, where the, the guys you've been facing are so popular that you can do very little and you can um, get the maximum I'd, hated. I'd say I'd say it's I was probably lucky. Um with so going in order, um when I wrestled Charlie Vice, I think if I'm correct, that was just before his ICW debut. So his name was out there and stuff like that. He'd already been on multiple shows. We were the opener. I'm bald. <laughs> things things are easy. Um Luke and Paul, we wrestled them in the opener, eh, me and Rabu, and that was our first official tag match together. Um, we'd done You're that. Both bald. We'd, yeah, we're both bald. <laughs> see, so you see the the pattern here. Um, we were the opener on that show as well. So again, the crowd were already up with Luke being such a, a popular name as well. Um, the Govan team, again was easy <laughs> because of how popular they were um, and then the pods as well just I, the pods were still ICW tag team champions at that point when me and Rabu wrestled them that was my last match before lockdown the first initial lockdown so I was again that was that all my all my match I, I'm quite happy to say that all my matches I've thoroughly enjoyed them all so we'll, we'll get into the tag team then um, with with uh, uh, Rabu uh, Romero, of course, initially called the Smash Brothers. Yes. Um, just out of curiosity, because we've mentioned it many times, and uh, as a bald man, I can ask you this as well. How many times were you chanted Mitchell Brothers at? Just out of curiosity. Uh, um, it, was, it was more the Bashing Brothers. Uh, the Bashing Bashin Brothers. brothers. That's, that's where Smashing Brothers originates from. And with me shouting Smash and Rabu shooting Brothers, it was like stolen from beer money. So okay. it, was like, it was things that just clicked and it was things to get us initially out there. Um, obviously, we've now changed to Casino Brutal, which I prefer much more. But Smashing Brothers will always have a, wee, have a wee place in my heart. But it was one of the things, that name and us being named, we didn't want to just be the, the bald, angry guys forever. So we're kind of trying to... No character development, but kind of bring it up a wee bit so that we're not just obviously. Yeah, there's, there's there's some depth to the character, and you can actually uh-huh. do some other things. And I two bald guys that just smash folk. There's got to be a, there's a, there's a little bit of a, a uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's a page two to this uh-huh. to the character kind of thing. Um, so how did this tag team come about then? So as uh, I, from what I I remember uh, Rabu was popping up in ICW as a, as a referee, yeah. and then suddenly you guys were were a tag team. So how how did this who who put um, these together we, and we, how did you we get together? Um, and we're friends and stuff like that. And it, everyone always said you'll be great. You'll be great as a team. And uh, we get put together a couple of times as tag teams and stuff like that, like as heels. We've done it. As, we've done it as good guys as well. Um, and training it's been a bit weird. <laughs> been trying to be the good guy. Um, We've done it. We've done it both. So, and it was one of the ones where it was, this is going to work, and it, and it had, it did, it did, it, it, it is, it is working. Um, because we are, we are a good, we are a good match. Yeah, uh, for each other. Uh, both been bold. We instantaneous heat. 
it's it's brilliant. That, that seems to be a, a pattern in this, this podcast. I don't know if I'm just going to call it the podcast because yeah, like I say, anything I say about it, it's 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 I can't judge. But uh, when it, when it came to the the tag team stuff, you said you mentioned Beer Money uh, doing the the kind of Smashing Brothers bit and the Basham Brothers, of course. Um, was there any other tag teams that you you took inspiration from? I mean, initially just from looking at you, is, I don't know why. Um, uh, what's called now FTR FTR pops to mind uh, just because mainly just because Dax Harwood's bald (laughs) 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 Uh, but but, uh, yeah so is there any tag teams that you you and Rabu watched or you yourself watched and wanted to take some inspiration from Uh, (laughs) I think of tag teams would be about when you started watching in in 2000s and, and what have you that uh, other than Chris Basham's was 2003, so uh, tag team times, um, uh, world's greatest tag team, maybe Team Angle. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, there's, there's well, that's a good, that's a good shout. Um, uh, don't, don't say the Dudleys, um, because we're nothing like them. <laughs> we're nothing like them. Um, which, which one's Devon? I mean, that's what's it. <laughs> uh, well. Probably me. <laughs> Probably me. Um, who 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 gets pinned the most out of two of them? And that would be me. Yeah, I would be Devon then. I think <laughs> do my sums when when they did get pinned. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. So 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 yeah. So n- nothing in nothing in particular. Just kind of things you Not, picked up along the way. We we have two singles wrestlers who were obviously going to become a tag team at some point, and now. It's it's a thing, um, and it's I, I thoroughly enjoy doing the tag team stuff. I never thought, growing up, I never thought I'd be a tag team wrestler, but I seem to love doing tag team matches a lot more now than singles matches. Um, I just feel like there's, there's, it opens up so much. You can get more kind of creative for tag team matches than what you can with just a bare singles match. Um, that to be that. with with uh, tag team matches it's like half the work physically but it's double the work mentally because you've got two other folk to plot around and, uh-huh. and get everything in and uh, I never knew there was that many rules when until until I, I, I was in one of those looking sharp seminars and there was one with Krieger and it was free so I was like well I'll jump into that have a wee listen and he was going about things tag team rules and that I was like I didn't realize there was so much to this and then I watched the tag match that same night and I was like oh there is so much rules to this that, that, that didn't realise that there, there was. Is, so. There is so much you, you like need to you need to think about. Um, obviously, the five count holding the rope. I'm I'm terrible for that. I'm terrible for that. No holding the rope. Um, and obviously, keeping away from the opposite corner. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm I was terrible for getting too close to the opposite corner and stuff like that. So a lot does go a lot a lot does go into it. Um, but as I said, I day, I day thoroughly, I day really enjoy it, and I enjoy the creative side towards them. Um, it's definitely an advantage that you got guys like um, and like BT, of course, who, who's a long running tag team with uh, Steve Boy Xavier, uh, who joined GPWA not long ago, and you got Liam Thompson uh, around about there now uh, coming in. So there's definitely guys that have that have done the tag team scene to near perfection. Yeah, you're able to to pick pick their brains and, and get stuff uh, from them. Um, from, like, outside of the matches you've actually had, has there been any wrestlers that you've done seminars with, like a Chick Cullen, that you've been maybe even surprised that you've taken so much away from? Or was there any particular seminar that you were just, just you came up with, came out with so much that that was, like, uh, left a, a, a big impression on you? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, um, after the Chuck, uh, Chuck and Chick Cullen seminar at Reckless. I done the Paul Tracy seminar the following the following month, um, and I was in the Reckless Rumble that night as well. Uh, that all the stuff like kind of he was teaching on the holds and stuff like that, um, just chain and kind of submission moves and just the movements and stuff like that. Taking all that and that was that was probably one of my one of my favourite seminars. Um, that I'd been to. Uh, was that that kind of takes your worlds 
your amateur wrestling you did and then your professional wrestling but that, that kind of just it's, it's like a perfect melting pot of everything that uh, you kind yeah. of want in one class yep yep I did I was it was, it was a good it was a good class um also probably couldn't remember half of them because there were so many and it was just <laughs> oh my so, so, uh, something was, gets in yeah uh, oh, oh, oh something will stick <laughs> I'll remember something um, I've just, I've just probably just enjoyed myself too much. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so before, before, of course, you said Purge was your last match before. Yep. Lockdown and all that, all that good stuff happened. Uh, you know, last year, <laughs> uh, stuff that nobody really wants to remember, but kind of have to for some reason and another. Um, big layoff. What was it eight, eighteen months between your return? What did you do? What was your? Did you, did you just uh, just enjoy your time with your daughter and and yeah, well, on the back burner? I, I, or? I, I tried to. Get, I kept myself. I, I I kept my. I maintained. I maintained myself, so I didn't go too far with the binge eating and stuff like that. And I didn't overdo it with the workouts and stuff. Like that. I just kind of maintained. And then to the end of end of last year, sorry, I'm going to get myself. I'm going to get myself together, and I did for a wee bit. And then I fell off the boat again and I was back to being a first wrestler um, for my match just there at a CPW. Um, so now it's for, for going towards the end of the year it's to get myself back to not being a first wrestler. It's one of those things though because when you, when you see some wrestlers come back there is there's people that have just remained the same. Or like there's maybe a, a, a little jiggle here and there or, or something tightened up here and there, or they're humongous, which you know, it's that's their it's uh-huh. that's them. They'll they'll get where they need to be or want want to be with it. Or they're absolutely ripped to the gills, you go, How? Why how did you do that? <laughs> uh, as I sit here and I I think I put on the, the pandemic two stone because I didn't have to walk anywhere, uh, other than with the dog. I just had to I could just, I just sat here. My my bed is the other side of that wall. I don't even need to commute anymore. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a it's been a fun time. Uh, I've enjoyed it. My knees probably don't, but <laughs> but uh, so yeah. So it, it's, if you keep at least maintaining yourself, it's it's, it's I, I, the balance in the middle. This is a bit in the middle. I so, was... so when you find out you're you're making a return, then uh, community pro wrestling, uh, of course, with David Davy, who we've mentioned. Uh, when did you find out your your he had this this plan? For the show and and uh, you were on it. Uh, I'd found out. I think a month or so before uh, hand, um, it asked me to be on it. Um, I knew it was. I knew it was a tag match, uh, and then obviously it turned into the six man because uh, with myself, me, Rabu, and HD against Big Ross, Darrow, and Spider Bam, um, and it was the first match. It was, my, it was my first match back after so long and um, it was my first the first match that my daughter and my stepson were there to see um, so and it was in front of the, the Govan crowd I'd, I'd never been to a Govan show before that so I'd, I'd only heard and only seen through videos of how wild that crowd can be um, and again I was, I went out and I was instantly instantly getting booed, which was, again, easy. Uh, And again, I couldn't have asked probably for a better match to come back to. Um, With the fact that Spider-Man was in the match and I I would look over the corner and my my daughter was absolutely losing her mind at the fact I'm getting battered off (laughs) Spider-Man. So it was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it and I loved it. Uh, It was Again, I couldn't have asked for a better, a better match to have came back to. Um, yeah, the the Govan crowd. I I've only ever seen it through video, and it is it is a, it's it's a crowd. It's uh, <laughs> wow. It's 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 fe- I would I was gonna say feral. I think that seems really cruel when I say that, but but it is. It's just uh, it's sugar. It's uh, full of, of 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 sugar and sweets and just excitement and, uh, <laughs> and it's. 
but swear a lot of swearing. <laughs> so, what, what was your daughter and stepson's thought then? I mean, other than you getting battered off Spider Man, which is amazing in itself, uh, what was what was their reactions to to you being oh, the wrestler? They, they, were, they loved it. Um, that was my my first my, my daughter's first wrestling show she'd have, she'd been to. Um, she loved it. I, my stepson um, as well. He that was his first ball. It wasn't his first one. I took him to a Bathgate wrestling experience Scotland show before beforehand and he loved that so I knew we haven't come to see me they loved that as well um, my daughter loved it that much that I had to take her to the wrestling experience Scotland show that was on Saturday there um, just because she loved it so much and she, again she was just losing her mind at things yeah, she, it's, it's to... good to, it's nice to see the, the, the bug the, the oh. bug is she's caught it <laughs> Definitely. I'll sit her down before and go, you can't chant the things that we did at Govan. You, can't... <laughs> <laughs> you can't say those things at this one. Um, but no, that's that's why I mean that's why I like going to live shows. I mean wrestling, I mean, nowadays is still not as much as people want to say it is, it's still not the cool thing. Um and, and at our age it's might not be as cool to watch it and you think it's for kids, but when you go to shows and you see them just absolutely lose their minds at anything. Uh-huh. And I'm just there going, I wish I could show that, that I'm that excited, but I'm still like self-conscious, but I, I'm feeling that excited just on the inside. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's so much fun to see people enjoy wrestling and, and to be back after 80 months and get and see a govern crowd especially. Um, so many people just excited to see people wrestle again. Um, was was there was that a little bit emotional uh, outside of obviously having your family there? But was it a bit emotional getting to hear a crowd again? Um, uh-huh. um I, I went down and like kind of the jack on hood up just kind of stood and watched the crowd for the first majority of the show but I was I was on third um third we were third match and I just went down and watched the first couple of matches from the window and it was it was uh, the butterflies were back and it was nice it was it was a good feeling like I'd, I'd missed it that much um so it was it was good it was good you don't realise how much you missed it and missed it until you see that first show again, do you? Because uh-huh. I, I was the same for it being in the crowd. I didn't think I missed it. And then by the time the first match started, my wife was turning to me going, are you crying? I went, no, I'm not crying. <laughs> As I, just, I, just, I just looked emotional. I just looked I just looked happy to be there. Just, she was like, are you sure you didn't cry? I'm definitely not crying. Shush. <laughs> if you ask me again, I might, but don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, wrestling is just amazing. So in that, Time off then, 18 months, you said you're enjoying time with, with, with your family. Um, what was your wrestling habits like then? Were you watching things? Were you catching up on things like AEW, watching pay-per-views? I, I, what was your... I do, whenever I get control of the telly, I do like to watch um, the wrestling, wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, I, like, I like watching older stuff as well. Um, I recently went back and watched uh, Brett and Sean, Iron Man match, because I love that, and then just like kind of, because cause you can because it's accessible just going back through the old pay-per-views um, one of my favourite matches is Kurt Angle versus Undertaker uh, No Way Out 2006 6 yep, yep. Uh, that's one of my favourite matches and I love going back and watching that um, I like watching uh, Kurt Angle and Shane Street Fight oh yeah uh, that's a lot of that um Mm, just all, all the ones let's see old, old ones that just pop into my head to go I'm going to go watch that now yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I like to like when it's this time of year uh, as we're recording uh, it's, it's November it's November when this goes out but uh, it's Survivor Series time so I like to just pick up some Survivor Series I'll watch a couple of those Royal Rumble time I'll watch a couple mm. of Royal Rumble shows and WrestleMania, I'm the same. It's, it's like going, oh, it's almost it's almost Survivor Series. Oh, remember that one from 2002? Oh, that's I'm going to watch that then. I'm going to watch 2002 <laughs> Survivor Series. Um, I watched uh, 2001 uh, a couple of nights ago, and I don't care what anyone says. I loved Invasion, and that, that was just the mm. whole Invasion angle. And uh, just to see that, yeah, it was just so much fun. And like I say, so easily accessible. You can just, just go back go down and watch, watch it. There. Uh, outside of that, was, was anything other outside of wrestling that's your that's your thing? Uh, for me, it's you may see the background Marvel stuff. Well, actually, kind of because Marvel stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm actually outside of wrestling. I'm actually quite a boring person. Um, I, I, I like my Xbox and my PlayStation stuff like that. Um, but all on that, 
that's a, that's a bit, I'm just pure blind boring. It's, um, it's always a worry when people ask that question because I know I know for myself as well. If they go, oh, what do you like outside of wrestling? I like the MCU. As they ask, uh, no, <laughs> not a lot much after that. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so, just well, on our on our wrestling question um, from um, uh, Manic Mania Fee on Twitter, uh, she's asked: Is there anyone you get nervous about facing in the ring? Um, no, not really. Um, Ravy Davy when, when he's uh, grappling, you, you just get excited. Like, the nerves, the nerves won't help you. Um, as I think, I'm just excited to to be wrestling. Um, now that's the stage I'm at. Even when I when I had my my, my first match back there, I wasn't nervous. I was just excited um, to get out there. So it's, it's nice to to have that frame of mind now when I'm not obviously probably further in line. If an opportunity comes up, I might there might be times where I'm nervous in the future, but like the now and in the past, I've just been excited if anything. Have you got a bucket list at all of opponents, uh, whether it's just in the UK or elsewhere? Have you got anyone that you want to try and get in the ring with in the next, I don't know, five years at all? Um, I've done, done a list a couple of years ago. I've done like, one of the start, start uh, of the, the year. The, the Cody I've Rhodes one ones. Uh. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't remember many people on it. Um, well, off the top of my head, um, BT Gun, um, Stevie Boy, uh, Ian Skinner I'd like to wrestle him um, because <laughs> you've, you've asked me now I'll put you on the spot uh, uh, Undertaker <laughs> when he does the camps you know yes of course uh, definitely I'll see if he's available uh, I know I've already I know I've already wrestled him but Charlie Vice again because he's fun to wrestle. Well, you go. You got. You can get the Casino Brutal against Thatcher's Cabinet. I'll oh, no. take up two off there <laughs> right away. I'll just be who can get booed most. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, when you say it like that, they'll they'll be like, will be do do we do we do we uh, boo bald people or Tories? What's the? Oh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know if they can cope. Um, so uh, before, I mean, I'm going to ask Rabbi the same kind of questions when it comes to the tag team stuff. But was is there was there a conscious decision behind going away from Smash Brothers? You said it was too much like Bash Brothers and going to Casino Brutal. Other than getting that little edge to your to your own characters, was there a um, reason for Casino Brutal in general for that your tag team name? Um, uh, Rabbi had an idea um, for coming back, and it was like we need. Maybe we should kind of move away from being the, the vanilla or angry bad guys who smash people. I thought, and it was the, the kind of Casino Brutal um, idea came up. And it's just describing it to me and stuff. He, oh, he obviously, when you speak to him, um, he'll be able to explain it in better detail than me because I'm, I'm a nightmare. Um, but it, it was why I once I was like, you know what, you're right. Um, we, we need to move away from that kind of just being good generic. The generic bad guy, um, and that was that was the kind of oh, right. We'll, we'll do it, and it's and in the box of getting new ring gear and stuff like that. So it's exciting, and I'm excited to see. Uh, it's it's like your opponents take a gamble getting in the ring with you. Yep, there you go. That's, that, that's that. That's that. Yes, it's it's all it's all coming together. Um, <laughs> right. So I asked I asked two ridiculous questions to all of our guests. So unfortunately, you're gonna have to answer them too. Um, they're, they're not wrestling related in the slightest. They're just right. ridiculous questions. Uh, so the first one is, what's your favourite dinosaur? Um, a raptor. Nice, nice classic choice. Right back. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's specific. It'd be blue, blue the raptor. If we ah, cool. That, that's, that's a fine bit of Jurassic World. And uh, the other one we ask is, what would win a fight, two sheep or one cow? Um. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> Stupid I'm questions, gonna, but uh, I've got. I'm going to have to go with the, the two sheep. I think. And the, the numbers game and the cow. The cows when they eventually get tired, don't it? 
I agree. I, I'm, I'm always too sheep. But um, this, this question came about when I interviewed uh, Looking Sharp and Kiger asked it. That was the question he sent in. And I've, I've asked it since. And it's just it's just one of those questions <laughs> that will will either you'll either overthink it or just pick an answer and then go just let just move on because it's just a stupid question. But uh, otherwise, or, or you'll sit here and just think, ah, but what if it's this kind of cow or what if it's this kind of sheep? What if the sheep are, are uh, in tandem? What if it's a female cow? What if it's a male? It, it just, yeah, you can you can spoil <laughs> yourself in that question if you need to. But no, no, I'm in agreement. Two sheep. I'm not going to argue with it. Um, so like I said, your bucket list is you just want to wrestle coaches yep. and everyone. That's very much yeah, the... Bad, the is very there, much. Is there any companies that you want to try and get to? I noticed you, you're retweeting things like uh, Discovery and, and what have you, but is there any companies uh, that you're like, I want to get uh, to there? Those Discovery tag belts look very nice. Um, but uh, again, I've, uh, with the bucket list of the wrestlers, I, again, I said I would just like to wrestle. I, I picked a few names off the top of my head, but I'd, love, I'd like to just wrestle everyone. And where I would like to wrestle, I'd just like to wrestle everywhere and anywhere will take a chance on me. Um I'm willing to travel and stuff like that. Uh, so just need to see um what happens. Uh bye. I'm starting to end these these one these uh, interviews. I'm trying to start when I remember to actually ask it with uh, your dream match. Uh, so the the dream match is your main event of WrestleMania uh, or wherever AW's all in. Uh, you get the last match. You get to pick your opponent, so it could be anyone, past, present. I would like maybe if they were active wrestling, um, but you know, Undertaker come out of retirement. Um, if you could pick anyone to face main event in WrestleMania, who is it? Uh, Edge. <laughs> nice choice. Cool. That's fine. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I, didn't think about that. I didn't try to think about that that one too much because it, it just ended up a 30-man rumble. And, uh, that's fine. <laughs> that's, hand. that's fine. I remember I got a question one of my uh, other ones that I did and it was uh, yeah, dream match dream match card of Scottish wrestlers and pretty much I, I mentioned seven matches and I had so many names I just went, Rumble, it's the last one. Everyone I haven't mentioned, you're in the rumble. That's where you are. That's that's fine. That's best. Everyone's happy. Uh, but no, that's that's great. Thanks for for taking time to speak to us. So before we go, though, the last thing's always your socials. How can people get in touch with you? How can people find out more about Mikey Divine? Um, uh, Instagram. My Instagram is uh, Mikey Divine One. Um, the same again for my uh, Twitter, and it's just. Make it fine, GPW on Facebook. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you very much, Billy. Thank you.